Hey everyone, welcome to episode four. By now you've probably figured out that I started this podcast, at least in part, to give me an excuse to reach out to people that I think are really interesting to ask them if they'll talk with me. Kind of like I get a chance to have a virtual cup of coffee with them and you get to join in. I had previously met Elena Regattas, our guest from episode one, who incidentally was awarded the honor this month of best female chef in the world. Hello. But I had never met Diana Lind or Julian Jackson, our guests in episode two and three, respectively, until we recorded our conversations. Today, however, I confess that I've been a fan of our guest, designer Christina Karlaskina, for a while now. And I say fan because I got to know her, as millions of other people did, as runner-up on the last season of the TV show Project Runway. I think the producers knew what they were doing when they cast her. You know, she's just super stylish, exactly the sort of person you hope to see on Project Runway. She's got this dark flowing hair, bright piercing eyes, a big smile, and a cool Russian accent. But what really won the fans over, including me, were her designs, particularly those featuring these really futuristic, bold, and colorful prints. She quickly became a fan favorite. And I admit, I was really pulling for her to win it all. She'll tell us about her experiences on the show today, but we're going to go beyond that. Because beyond the person on TV, Christina has really interesting perspectives on design and the future of fashion. And she's now founder of her own company, Christina K. For those of us interested in creative processes, pay attention to how she approaches her work in a really expansive manner as part researcher, part futurist, part artist, part technologist, all coming together in the creative process. If the stereotype of a successful fashion designer is an older, elite, unapproachable person hiding behind a pair of sunglasses, Christina is arguably the opposite. She's really friendly, and she's a next-generation creative focused on collaboration, and thanks to social media, she's made herself highly accessible, including taking the time to talk with us today about her experiences and her perspectives. Enjoy this conversation with designer Christina Karlaskina. Hey, Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, Ryan. Uh, nice to meet you here. <laughs> I'm super excited to meet you. I've been following you on Instagram for a while, and I, of course, was a big fan of yours on Project Runway, <laughs> and the chance to dive into a conversation with you is something I've really been looking forward to. Me too. I would love to talk to you, and you know, uh, I think we can touch some interesting topics as well besides fashion. <laughs> For sure. Well, let's just talk a little bit about you and Christina Kay and, and what it is you do. Um, maybe you can just introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit. Mm -hmm. So my name is Christina Karlashkina and I'm originally from Russia and uh, my hometown called Samara. And I was born there. Um, I was studying there. I was a ballroom dancer there. <laughs> and then like my life turned that I decided to be a fashion designer. And I graduated in Russia as well in my city. And then uh, I decided to go to Belgium, Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp. And I graduated there. And after that, I came, for, came to New York. I had an internship at Tom Brown. And then I decided to stay. And I was not planning to go to Project Runway, <laughs> uh, but it's again, it's happened. 
how it's happened. And I'm very glad for this opportunity. I'm very glad that I came. And it's helped me a lot to uh, develop my style, to grow as a designer, as a human, you know, like it was kind of intense time. Uh, so, but I really like it. I really thought this is like what I really should do and continue in my life and not afraid of anything what's going to come my way. So, and then of course, after that, I start my line, Christina K. And I'm in the process. And of course, um, you know, like I cannot, uh, I don't want like a compete to very, um, to mass market, you know. And for me, fashion is more about expressing myself. I want to touch art as well, you know, like it's a lot of things I want to put into my fashion. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, it's an art. And it's also like mm, looking into the future. So, of course, like I would love to uh, be in touch with the technologies as well. And, you know, it's already not mass market. It's not for me just earning money. It's something more. And that's why I call it wearable art. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I noticed that you've used that phrase a lot. And I can also see it reflected in your designs. But when you think of wearable art, what makes that different from a, maybe a typical piece of fashion that you might find uh, on a on a clothing rack or at a, a boutique somewhere? I think it's very, very personal. Uh, also, because right now I'm doing a lot of custom uh, work, uh, custom dresses. So I try to... Um, study and to learn about my client a lot so i talk we like communicate about like a different things what they like what they don't like you know and this is like a very interesting uh, process for me because i am not just expressing myself but i'm also in touch with this person and i'm also thinking about the clothes how to make it like comfortable and um, wearable you know so like it's a lot of uh, puzzles I need to put in together and they should work. And, you know, that's definitely not a mass market. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more like a thoughtful process. So that's why, you know, it's like, a, for me, it's like an art, you know. And like, mm-hmm. I like to do research. You know, this is, I, I would say, this is this thing I learned in Antwerp, you know, in my first year. And I never knew that before how to make a research, you know, how to dive deep into the, this topic, maybe like touch another topic, maybe this inspiration, maybe another inspiration. So I would say like this process is my favorite part about um, being a fashion designer. That's super interesting. Are you are you researching? I know you're researching your client, like who that person is and what makes them special, but are there things that you research beyond that? Uh, yes, I do. I, it depends. Dep- depending you know but of course like i have some association in my head so i try to include some art you know it can be modern art it can be like ancient art you know it's different it depending on how i feel the person because it's also my design it's not just like a thoughtful process but it's also like what i feel and and what kind of association I have in my head, and there I am doing my research, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, last dress, you know, I um, we collaborate with my friend, and I did a research into like, you know, Asian art, you know. So, it's it's all depending like what people are looking for, what event they are going for, 
um, for what occasion they need this, I don't know, dress or, but I would say it's very, um, because people for custom orders, you know, they mostly need it for some special event. And that's what people are willing to pay for as well, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why it's more like a dresses, like a couture dresses, you know. But of mm-hmm. course, you know, like I like in streetwear, you know, like a casual wear, you know, like I think I can do everything just also because I was a ballroom dancer, you know, like and I worked as well with a um one company in Belgium, you know, like we did like a costumes. So like I also can do some like a costumes, you know, that also would be, for example, very interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Did being a dancer change your thinking about fashion? I think uh, dancing was like a, such a big part of my life till 20 years old. So from six till 21, I was dancer dancer and i was wow. planning to be a dancer and i was not planning to be a fashion designer so these things just happen um and the only reason why i was studying fashion design in russia because i wanted to create costumes for myself you know i thought it will help me you know like i can i was just interested in that mm. you know? and that's that's only the thing but then you know like life turned it a little bit around and i don't mind <laughs> yeah well i would i would think that Given that context, that thinking about comfort and movement uh, for your fashion would be really important. It's not just about you know being on a mannequin. You you had to perform in in that fashion. Uh, comfort, you know, it's actually it came from um, because in a, when I was studying in Antwerp, uh, it was it's very artistic school. Mm. Sometimes we created like such, a, especially on the first years, uh, we would create such a art pieces which impossible to wear, and after that, I was thinking, you know, like, I really want to people be comfortable in the clothes, you know, because I remember our models um, walking like uh, robots, you know, <laughs> it was impossible to uh, feel comfortable in these clothes. So after school, you know, I thought like, why, why don't I do like an artistic and comfortable? And that's like, I decided to combine it together. And about like a movement, you know, because like I always see my clothes in the movement just because maybe I was a dancer. Maybe I used to see um, costumes or clothes in a movement. This is maybe the way like my brain works, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's again like all puzzles together and that's the way like I see it. I, I am curious, is there a tension or a difficulty between like focusing on the piece itself, the fashion, but also the person who's wearing it? Like, how do you make sure that it isn't too much about the clothing and not enough about the actual person who's wearing it? Since like I'm studying uh, the person, like mm-hmm. I'm learning about this person and that's why it will become ac- more adaptable for this person. You know, so that's why, like, it, like, if I would do like a fashion for myself, if I would do collection for a fashion week, it's a different story. I'm not thinking about like particular person. Maybe you know sometimes, but it's more for me. Like, uh, I just feel and I do, you know. And it's not really thinking like this person or another person. But when I do work as a uh, custom designer, you know, like I definitely think more about the person. You know, like. 
what they would like, you know, but I also cannot really lose myself as a designer. So it's a, a very good uh, balance between this person, me and fashion and the maybe event and couture, not couture. So it's like, a, it's again, like in life, you know, we are trying to find a balance between work, our private life, you know, our hobbies. Um, and yeah, as well in fashion, you know, it's a balance. So that's yeah. the most important to achieve and everybody happy. Yeah. Not always, but, uh, you know, like I, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think for those of us that are fans of Project Runway, we see that in those those uh, moments when a designer is trying to express herself or himself and you've got a client that maybe has something really specific. So I'm sure our listeners are dying to know this, but tell us a little bit about your experience on Project Runway. Okay. What made you decide to expose yourself to the world on, on television like that and what kind of effects is it had on on you and your career i think i was uh, planning to participate in the project runway when i just arrived to new york you know i just arrived and like i was watching the project runway when i was a young kid um and i thought like you know maybe i think i can do better <laughs> when that was in samara you know <laughs> i was just watching on tv and every time i was watching like maybe i could do better and i forgot about it so like that was the time when i just started to study fashion Mm. so we're very ambitious <laughs> yeah and then i came to new york and i was like why not to try you know and then i try and i think i tried like maybe already four or five years ago um and i couldn't go in because of like my papers so i couldn't mm. really get in uh, but then you know i already forgot about this uh and then they reached me out you know, they asked me if I don't want to. And I was like, mm, you know, and that time period of my life, I was like, already, ah, maybe I'm not ready for again, any competition because, you know, as a ballroom dancer, I had the competitions all my life from six to 20. And mm. then I had this very hard school in Antwerp. And once finally, everything was like sort of a settled down in my life. And I was feeling comfortable. I had my job. Of course, like I wanted something more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, a little bit wait, you know, something like that. Maybe I'm not ready. Um, yeah. And I was like, um, maybe not now. Maybe I don't really need a project runway. So I didn't really want to go. But then, you know, and then the process started. They start to call me, check my like um, papers, the fill it forms. And then they call me like, are you, you are in. And I was like, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I if I really really need it. <laughs> and then one of the main like producers called me and she told me, Christina, like maybe you should check uh, last episode just to know what's going on because you know I was watching only the first episodes of Project Runway when I just started to study fashion. Mm. So and then I watched the late uh, episode. And I was like, again, it was like a lot of drama there. I was thinking like, maybe I'm not ready for this drama, you know? Yeah. It's a reality show. It's a little bit less about, I was thinking it's like less about clothes. It's more about um, creating a story. But that time I didn't really understand, you know? I was going really like as a fashion designer and just to express myself and i thought like okay i will give it a chance even like one two episodes it's fine but i said to myself if i would not feel comfortable i would go home wow. like you know just like by myself but like 
it's important for me to like I feel it or not to feel it, you know. And mm-hmm. if I don't feel good, like I would go home. That's what I said to myself. But you know, once you are in, you are so much in. <laughs> 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 a little bit tougher to get out of that than maybe you thought, huh? Yeah. Also, like, uh, you know, like uh, producers, they are so good, you know, like they're supporting you if you need some support, you know. And that's that's what actually was very important for me to have that there. Hmm. Uh, because, you, you know, you're cut from your friends, from your family. It's not that often you can contact them. So you basically really focus on what's happening there. Uh, and you know we had a lot of things happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was still in the midst of COVID. Ah, uh, yes, and also like a lot of things behind the scene, you know. Like, w- well, we had like a lot. We could, they couldn't like put everything what was happening, but it was happening a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I don't want to get you in any um, hot water here in terms of what you can share or what you can't. But if you had to describe um, what it was like behind the scenes that that might not be evident to the the viewer, um, how would you describe that experience? I think it was much more crazy than it was on the screen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the way, like, how I I was feeling it, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, we had this car accident, remember, you know, with the bus. Yes. Like, uh, so that was really crazy, you know. And, like, y- you don't have time to process things there, you know. And then, like, immediately you have to come back to work and really focus on the work. Mm-hmm. So, like, once you are experiencing something, like, quite, uh, like, physically dangerous you know like emotionally as well but then Mm -hmm. like you have to forget everything and continue working even nothing is happening you know but like in real life you would like little bit set down settle down you know like you take it slow just to process things and there you don't have time to process like psychologically so like after the show you know it was very difficult for me to watch every episode because i would come back emotionally to that and I kind of feel that I was not really processing. And also mood was very uh, tricky always for me. Yeah, because like you have 20 minutes, 30 minutes to choose fabrics and you think it's enough, but it's barely enough because you like you have three floors and you don't have like enough people to cut for you. So like everybody's mm. talking and then Christian is coming like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, so like you're not only questioning your design, you're questioning yourself and it's all in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think anybody who's under intense pressure, even the simplest of tasks become difficult. So when you're trying yeah. to do something as critical exactly. as choosing fabrics in that amount of time, plus with cameras and somebody maybe questioning your choices, that's got to be really intense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of... Uh, it's exactly how you said like even like a simple tasks you know like in uh, in the pressure of time and like competition you know because they you always have this pressure of the competition like you have to like a fight for and i don't like this word fight you know Mm -hmm. i that was like my intention to go there like i don't want to fight you know like i I understand it's a competition but like i want to make it as humanly Mm, 
like human wise you know a little bit better and i think we had like a very good cast in terms of like good humans you know so i i feel like i'm very lucky to be surround with that people with that team of designers because I think, you know, if I would be on other seasons, I don't think I would be able to make it because, like, I'm too sensitive for this. Well, I, I'm just trying to imagine that being in in the context of all that, it's got to be a bonding experience because you're experiencing yeah. all of this together. But at the same time, you're squaring up and competing, which is probably, you know, yeah. a, a challenging situation. Yeah. And Christian, like, he was uh, telling, like, a quite often like you're competing don't forget like we are co- your competitors but i don't like to think like this you know like a behind like a runway we are humans first of all and we are designers and we are all expressing ourselves and i said like it's not a shouldn't be difficult for us because it's difficult for judges you know to judge our work to each style particularly and you know, like to be able to put somebody on the first place, second place, and somebody go home, you know, it's more for them. It's not Mm -hmm. like we cannot, like we do our job and then like, you know, we give it for the judges. This is the way, like how I would like to think about it and like how I was experiencing. And I don't like all this drama behind, like between designers. And I just think like we should stay friends. And, you know, I'm very glad for, the friends I have on the project on. So. You've kept in touch with some of them? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's good. Well, I, even from what you described before, I know you enjoy a collaborative approach to design. So I, I can imagine that some of those relationships would be really important moving forward. I, I think like um, also collaboration is kind of, uh, I would say it's maybe uh, very like into tomorrow you know, because like, it's very difficult to achieve something like by yourself, you know, okay, I'm like a fighter, I'm going to show, you know, like, uh, I don't think this is the way it's working, like, it would work in the future. I just really think like, we need to collaborate with the different like, designers, people, I don't know, whoever you want to collaborate, whoever you feel like uh, in touch with, you know, like, I think this is like about the future not just only for fashion, for everything. You know, I, I just think like another person can bring, uh, can like enrich your work, you know, and the same like you can enrich somebody else's work and in the in, in symbiosis of like a two or maybe three or four people, you know, it can born something very interesting and cool and something what you cannot like achieve by yourself. And that's, I think, is very important to understand and i think this is the way like i would like to go for well as somebody who's outside of the fashion industry i mean i can see that collaboration has changed the ways that people work across all different job types but i don't necessarily think of collaboration when i think of the fashion industry it feels to me like it's historically rewarded you know star designers do you think that um the, the industry is by its nature collaborative, is it, or is it growing that way? I can tell you uh, when I graduated in Antwerp, uh, so like just for you to understand, like we were like a 70 people in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then only 10 uh, who graduated as a, like a master's, yeah. And it oh. was like a nature selection, I would say. 
uh, it's it's like very hard school. So by end of the program, you know, like on the master, I had a group of people, very talented, like very talented, like across all over the world, you know, like each person from their country with their own backgrounds. But that was like, I was questioning myself if I can be in this industry because it's very tough and people don't support each other. Hmm. And I knew like fashion is really hard and very tough and like you have to really fight to make your own way. And I said, I remember I said to myself, "Is if it's that hard, I don't want to be there. You know, because again, like, first of all, I'm a human, like, and I want to stay human, you know, like, and I want to make it nice. And I don't want to, like, uh, fight, you know, till the, you know, it's, it's already hard to make clothes. It's already hard to express yourself. But why don't we make it hard? So, like, if we can support each other, if we can help each other, why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. And I want to keep it this way. And I should say Project Runway really helped me to come back into fashion and, like, start it again and, like, to believe in myself and also prove that I can do it this way. And, like, I, I sort of, like... I want a little bit change it and make it into the collaborations because this is the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, um, how to say, like it's it will make us grow as well. You know, like even like all these like collaborations, they will help you to grow. Mm-hmm. But when you're as a one single, you're so focusing on yourself, like you are fighting, you know. And I don't think like this is the way like I want to go. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned some of the critique, judging, criticism from the judges themselves. There's also, I think, just I, I can only imagine mm-hmm. the intense um, public scrutiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anytime you create something, it's subject to criticism. How did you deal with um, all of the feedback, positive or critical, that was coming from the public? I can tell you, especially from the beginning, like very hard. Like I couldn't understand like, uh, oh my God, what's happening? You know, because I like I went very long way uh, to study fashion, like in two schools, you know, like I was r- really learning a lot. So when I was in a project runway, that was only, only judges, right? When we were uh, filming. Um, so, and sometimes like, I couldn't understand like why they think this way, like, you know, like my way of thinking, I kind of like see what is like, um, yes, no. And I was like, why do they think so? Then I sort of understand, okay, this is maybe something interesting, uh, going on there. (laughs) So like, I just, um, I said, okay. They think whatever they think, what we are creating here. So I just let it be. And I said, like, I'm going to create. And no matter what they think, you know, like, I have my own um, point of view on it. And I will Mm -hmm. play with it. And that's okay if they have, like, their um, different opinion. So, like, I learned that there to... uh, First of all, to like accept that the judges think in a different way. 
Mm-hmm. So by end of competition, I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, like whatever. But then, you know, when it started to air, it's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of people watching it, and like a lot of people like out outside of fashion. Mm-hmm. And of course, their opinion is different than from my opinion, who was like studying fashion and like and that was like really hard for me to understand like like why and how and like why do they like i think this is like so modern and cool and this is like tomorrow but i would tell you like people they're not like maybe a bit educated you know and they have Mm -hmm. their own taste and they uh, judge it from their point of view you know and I'm as a designer, for me, it's important to bring something new. Like, and maybe they're not ready to see something new. They're like, you know, this is like, I think like people, um, human brain works, you know, when you see something, what you have seen before, oh, you think this is good, you know, but it's taking some time for people to uh, get into something new, into like a new design. Uh, for me, like uh, studying in like such a school where we has to, we have to bring something new. This is like the nature of my school, and like every time when I was trying to bring something new, but maybe like on a project runway, it was not really necessary to invent the wheel, you know. Mm. So, but this is like, this is like the way I was taught to uh, invent the wheel every time when I touch something. Yeah. So, it's like after Project Runway, it's also helped me to um, find the balance between like my thoughts because like I'm thinking like, oh, I can do that, I can do this, like, and this is like very futuristic and this is very modern. But then the people, they're not ready for this. So for me right now, it's important to find the balance that it's good for people, you know, but it's also good like for me as a designer. But of course, you know, like I am, I think it's important to, um, think future uh, forward just because you know like everything is changing these days and everything's mm-hmm. changing so fast so yeah i i would love to keep going this way but but you know it's like it's very important to explain to people why this why that and why i'm thinking this way so i guess this will take a little bit of time yeah. Well, it sounds like you came out of the experience, despite all that criticism, even more grounded in what makes your design approach unique, but you're learning to communicate uh, yes. your thinking and your intention in new ways. I, huh? I definitely thinking I am learning to communicate because when I was in school, you know, I, I was learning fashion. Like I was learning, like, um, how to say, like, it was just about me and fashion, and school, that's it, you know, like, and how Mm -hmm. I am expressing myself, that was the main things I was learning, but then when I came out, you know, it's actually a lot about communication, and when you have your own brand, it's a lot about communication, and I actually like to learn it, and like, you know, I like to open different sides of myself, you know, like to study my clients you know it's also very big uh, part of it and that's for example i'm really thankful uh christian siriana because he's so good in it i think he can find 
um, you know, like a word with everybody. And he's so good in communication and I admire him for that. And yes, so that's what I'm improving right now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You've mentioned a few times that you're very future forward thinking. I mean, you, you are intentional in your designs about being maybe futuristic's the wrong term, but tell us a little bit more about um, why thinking about the future is important and what kind of an impact you're trying to make on it. First of all, the, our world is changing so fast these days. You know, it's not like a 50 years ago. And to stay on a wave, I think it's uh, very important to think um, about tomorrow because if you're going to think about today what's good uh, today you're not going to be relevant tomorrow okay let's talk about like particular things that it would be easier to explain for example mm -hmm. instagram you know i yeah you know like after project runway you know i decided to uh, develop these things just because like i didn't have it i almost didn't have my like profile before because i didn't see the point of it but right now i understood that it's a tool you know that i can show my work i can express myself i can like uh, um, let people know what i think what i feel and i think this is a great tool um to have you know and it's very important to improve it because i i just think like it's a good platform yeah, and it gives you that chance to have direct communication. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. and this is like a, exactly like a communication. And um, yesterday, for example, not yesterday, but like before, we didn't have this tool, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, that's why, like a tool, it's like it's great that you have these tools. And also, what I like, I'm learning a lot about it. And what I also notice. It's uh, it's difficult to impress people, so you have to always come up with a, something really like a new, unexpected, you know. And it's also changing my point of view on a, as a designer because as a designer, you know, like for example, I'm doing print, okay, and then I'm gonna do print all my life. But this is like a Instagram. It's for me communication. Uh, between me and the world and the people, so I kind of feel what they react well, you know, I'm setting that as well, like how they react on this, how they react on that, like what they like, what they don't like. And that's also helping me uh, to understand uh, who is my clients, you know, mm -hmm. and like uh, to also to improve my brand in maybe a little bit this direction, maybe this direction. And I think like, again, like for example, if we take like one brand, you know, like, I don't know, Chanel, right? And it's been like sort of in one uh, style all over so many years, right? And I just feel like these days fashion would not work this way. So you always have to impress uh, people and you need to bring a little bit something new. And that's what I also noticed. Companies, they're starting to change their artistic directors, uh, after a few seasons, just because, you know, like if you're going to have the same director, like it will be sort of the same stuff and it would not be so exciting. Like, you know, so like you maybe need to change a little bit the style of the brand, you know, and to bring something new and that's how you're going to get the attention and that's how you're going to sell things. You like, 
you know, like you have to bring something new almost every day. So, yeah. and that's, you know, this is the change. And I think this is important to understand that and not to be focused only on your style, you know, yeah. how, how the brands were focusing before. Yeah. The future you're describing is much more dynamic in terms yeah. of your relationship with mm-hmm. your customers and potential customers and how your designs evolve based on the ways that you're communicating to and hearing from um, the people that uh, that may be following you on Instagram or interacting with you in a whole bunch of other ways, which does feel to me as somebody from outside the industry really different um, <laughs> than maybe where we've been in the past. I'm, I just want to end on this. If you were to think about Christina K in the future, like if you were to think out 5, 10, 20 years in the future, what kind of an impact do you hope to make and, and where do you hope it uh, it lands? Well, that's actually, uh, uh, that's my dream, but that's like uh, why I'm doing this because I have this in my head. I definitely want to connect uh, more deeply uh, technology and fashion. Um, And right now, like, you know, it's very like artistic way I'm doing it. uh, But I also, um, I want to like do it like a very technologically progressive. And if I have a chance to do it one day, I would be so happy. Uh, because, but that's starting like with the textiles, for example, and um, you know, like uh, I do believe in a, a 3D uh, knitting. You know, uh, not just like uh, for example, for uh, things we have like right now, 3D printing, but for example, for the clothes, I do believe in like uh, for example, 3D knitting, and uh, when you can like uh, create it like for some particular. Um, um, custom measurements you know mm-hmm. the clothes and it will fit good you know and also you know like i wanted like a change the temperature so depending on the people's yeah uh, people's body and also when you are uh, knitting you're um, uh, weaving from the yarns and that's what i thought like uh, in the yarns you can bring any semiconductors you know which can also like help you with the up for example um change uh, the way you know the clothes yeah smart textiles huh yeah smart textiles that's like that's my dream and that's what i want to why i'm still doing this <laughs> i'm i'm not there yet you know because you know it's it's again it's a research and it's kind of expensive research and i hope one day i have a chance for that <laughs> that's amazing so some of that research is on technology and how technology is changing yeah. what what's possible yeah well, tell our listeners where they can find you in terms of your website and uh, Instagram handle. Uh, Christina K. Official. Uh, so that's my Instagram. And uh, my uh, website, christinak.shop. So uh, you're welcome to uh, go and scroll to scroll my page, you know. <laughs> and you, if you're interested in something, just me or send me email you know for any collaborations you know i'm very open to well i'm glad you were open to spending time with us i i found your story and your vision fascinating so thank you so much christina for joining the podcast thank you, thank you so much for inviting me and i'm glad to share my thoughts <laughs> always <laughs>